0: Welcome to Real Deep Stuff. We've saved your seat at the table for this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Hey everyone, it's Christy here. I wanna dip in here for just a minute this summer and talk about two things. One would be perspective and one would be a life of service. And how do those two things live in harmony with each other? Do they live parallel? Do they intersect? Well, lately God has been teaching me perspective through a life of service. And sometimes it's obvious and sometimes it's not. So the first obvious example was something that happened pretty cute. Um, My husband and I were walking to the store and we were there for just one thing. And I'm going to tell you the checkout line for that one thing was unbelievably long like there weren't a lot of people but the process took forever had to go through multiple cashiers and it, i mean it almost was comical but and we were really good sports about it Everybody was very nice the store is very nice but like it was it was exhausting and we were just kind of ready to go at that point So on our way back, um, we were approaching a spot where when we were walking there, we saw a turtle that had just been completely flattened in the road. It was just a murder scene. It was so sad. And we passed by the turtle again. I didn't want to look. And about four feet up, like literally four steps up, there was another turtle the same size. I think it was probably from the same mom. And it was a small one. And it was crossing the sidewalk to get into the road, the same road that the first turtle didn't make it across. And we were just like, oh, not on our watch. We're gonna save this little turtle. And we did, so I picked it up and we're walking around and we're just like, gosh, there's just no habitat here for you. I know that you're not supposed to move turtles too far, that they only, I think they only go like a two mile radius in their whole life. But the dried up creek bed where it was had no water, no food, it was just awful. So that's why we were thinking the first one was maybe looking for water too. Well, nearby, but in turtle legs, it was a very far distance, but to us, it was close. Same side of the road it was a man-made, uh, like a retention pond. And it was absolutely a beautiful ecosystem of everything. And it had wildlife and all kinds of stuff. So we, we relocated it there and wished it well. And, and I told my husband, I said, you know, it's funny, if, if our time at the store had not taken that long, we would not have intersected with the turtle. Like the turtle wouldn't have been out on the sidewalk yet if our shopping was like quick, quick. So in that moment, like any type of residual, like you know, about how long the store took, it was just gone. I was like, you know, I think we were in the right place at the right time to do this thing. And it was just kind of super cool. So that was one example that I love animals, so it meant a lot to me to be able to help this little guy. And then the next example would be, I had to go for a breast MRI, ladies, please take care of your tatas, just do what you have to do, get your mammograms, do all the things. So I was, the, I get one of these every year and I, same with the mammogram, every six months I'm doing one of the two and it's fine and we can handle this. We are big girls. And so anyway, um, it's not easy for me to say that because my mom died of breast cancer. So I take this subject very seriously. But um, this day I was there early in the morning and I'm sitting in my Jeep and I hear like a lot of yelling. I'm thinking, oh, well, there's a lot of construction happening right now. They're probably just, you know, getting in early and talking to each other across the buildings or something and I get out of the Jeep and no, it is a man and a woman, strangers, that were absolutely just going at it. Um, I guess he they were both in their cars. I guess he did something in his car that she didn't like and she just wouldn't stop about it. And all I could hear him say was, I apologize. I said, I apologize. And she just was like, right, right, right. I mean, there was no like accident or anything like that. I mean, there was no damage to anything. It was just, I don't know what happened, it had something to do with a stop sign. Maybe one of them ran it or something. I don't know. don't really care but the point was I mean they just were going at it and she wouldn't let it go and I thought first I thought oh boy (laughs) do I need to get back in my Jeep (laughs) you know in a parking garage these days you never know and then the thought occurred to me like I think I should pray for them and so I did, I started praying for them, just saying, you know, God, it's too early in the morning for this. It's 7.30 in the morning. No one's day should start off yelling at a stranger and being yelled at by a stranger. So I just said, Lord, would you please help their days just restart. Please let them not take this mood and attitude in with them wherever they're going. It was it was at the hospital, uh, but where on campus, I don't know. Um, could you please just let them not take it out on the next person they see? Just let them shake it off and just kind of start over. And me too, because the breasted Mari's are not fun, I will say. <laughs> they're not like a normal one, they're a little bit more involved and not something you know you really look forward to. So my nerves were a little bit on edge and I just kind of wanted a peaceful morning. I listened to my cool music all the way up um, to on the way to the hospital and just kind of in a, trying to stay in a peaceful place. And this is just like a record scratch across the day. <laughs> and I thought, no, no, no. I'm not gonna bring whatever they were dealing with. I'm not bringing it in with me. And so he went one way, she went another way and I went a different way. And I'm glad like, Tempers didn't escalate to something stupid between them, and I never interacted with either one of them. But I sure did pray for them, and I thought, "Thank you, God." It turned at first, I, you know, the morning felt like it was all about me. It was like, "Oh no, this is the big MRIs. This is the time they find something." And you know, I'd been so hyper focused on myself, and when that happened, it was actually kind of nice. It allowed me to take a breath and just go, "Okay." There's a bigger world out there that I'm a part of, but it doesn't revolve around me. And we're gonna go in and we're just gonna continue the day and be calm and stay in your peaceful place. And I'm just gonna trust God with whatever happens. So that, that's what I did. So I, I, I was able to turn a situation where I thought, man, you know, why did these two people have to do this this morning of all the places and times? And why do I have to be subjected to their nastiness and it turned into a different perspective of going, I think I was supposed to be here at this time so I could pray for them. So I'm hoping they had good days after that. I did. <laughs> and, and just kind of praying for them, you know, kept me talking to God. So I didn't hyper fixate on what I was about to have to do. So that was a second thing. But the third one is the one that kind of made me stop and go, huh, and it actually has to, we have to back up time a little bit. So to take to schedule these MRIs, you have to do it months ahead. There's like one facility in our whole big city that does it. So you literally have to schedule them months ahead. And so back in the spring, I scheduled it for this date in June and I was good to go, but there have been some insurance changes with us and at the mo- at that time we didn't we were like in between insurances <laughs> so um, technically didn't have any and I had called about a cash pay price and you know how it goes on the whole insurance nightmare stuff. So I was trying to figure out like what's the most, you know, efficient way to do this. Do I do it in June where I know I'm gonna have to pay for it myself or do I wait till July when insurance will kick in and you know that it'll be go toward a deductible, I just don't want to like throw money out the window. Well, I uh, asked the lady on the phone when I called about the cash price, I said, Hey, by the way, you wouldn't happen to have anything open in July, would you? And she's like, I can't believe this, but we do and after that the next one is december and i was like wow so at the time i was like yay they have one in july this is great it's going to work out great and you know insurance will be happy it will be happy everything will be fine it's just another like three weeks and i said to my husband hey can you double check that you know this is going to go to our deductible after i had already rescheduled so i let the june appointment go and i took the july one i thought that was the best decision at the moment where money's insurance concern is concerned and don't get me started. I absolutely hate that healthcare, our health is driven by insurance and money, I hate that. Like everyone, anyway. So he comes down and stares and he's like, oh man, it doesn't, it doesn't cover it. So it really doesn't matter when you get it, it wouldn't kick in until much later, like several months later. And I went, oh, no, oh my word, then I need to get my June appointment back because Three weeks is three weeks, and you know, like, what if there's something? And um, I don't want, I don't want to wait three weeks, and and it just, I went into this complete tailspin, and I called them right back, and I was in the garage getting ready to leave to go somewhere, and sometimes the Wi-Fi is a little glitchy on my phone, and. As she answered the phone, I said, hello, she's like, hello, she's like, hello, hello, and I'm like, hello, and she's like, I can't hear you, and I'm going, I'm here, I'm here, and I mean, she just, she couldn't hear me, and not her fault, it's the Wi-Fi again, so I was just like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, please don't hang up, and so she hangs up, because she never heard me. Anybody would. Well, I call right back when I got to a better Wi-Fi spot, I mean, like, literally, walked a few feet and called right back and it was busy. And then it was like busy for like 10 minutes. And I'm going, no, 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 no. I want that June appointment back so bad because fear just gripped my heart. It's really weird. It's a whole mindset thing. Like I was happy to get the July one when I thought it worked better financially for us. But then when I realized it didn't, I was like, then I want my, um, you know, I want my, Uh, June appointment back, so I know, get it done, and get it over with, da, da, da. So 10 minutes later, you know, I call back, and I finally get her, and she can hear me, and I was like, hey, I just, I literally just gave up an appointment, but I want to see if I can get it back, and she looked it up, and she's like, I'm sorry, it's gone, and I was like, thinking, it had to have been that phone call that happened right after mine, that it was busy for 10 minutes, it had to be. And I just felt so discouraged. And then I started getting really worried. I said, well, I already have one for July, but like, what else do you have? And she's like, the next one's December. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm gonna keep the July one. Please don't do anything in that one. Well, anyway, over the next couple of days, fear just completely filled my heart and mind. Cause I just told you my mom died of breast cancer at 44. So I've already outlived her. And I just was consumed with like frustration at myself. I'm like, I should know better better than to put a price tag on my health that I should have just kept the June one and it shouldn't matter. And we'll take a loan out if we have to, because MRIs are very expensive. Like. We're just going to do whatever we have to do. And why did I put myself second place to finances for this? And you know, so over the next few days, I called back three more times asking if that June one was somehow miraculously still available. The one I had made months ago. Nope, it was gone. It was just gone. It wasn't coming back. The next one they had was December. So at that point, uh, I was lamenting. I was losing sleep over this. I just could not be consoled with my worry and anxiety about it. Nothing my husband said helped. Nothing I said to myself helped. I mean, I just was consumed. And it wasn't until God just entered the scene and he was just like, there's nothing you can do about this. So what, what, can, what else can you do then? And there's like, there's nothing you can do to make your appointment be magically available again. So what can you do to survive with your sanity and your emotional health until your July appointment, which is in, you know, three weeks? I thought to myself, okay, what, what can I control? If I can't control the appointment, I can't control, you know, my body, like what's happening with my health, what can I control? What I can control is my perspective and my attitude, and it was just this wild mind shift of of just an entirely different mindset to say, okay, I can't fix the appointment thing. It is what it is, but what I can do is I can pray for the person that got that appointment because maybe, just maybe, they needed it more than me. Maybe it's a young mom that already has had a bad mammogram or even had cancer but has like little kids Relying on her. Maybe it's an older woman who has generations of people relying on her. Maybe it's someone who's already had cancer multiple times and they're thinking, oh, please God, not again. Because I didn't have any underlying health issues with this. This is a regular checkup. So instead of just talking, so negatively to myself like how stupid you are like you should not have let that appointment go for the almighty dollar like instead of all of that garbage i started deciding to just pray pray for that person that they because i thought to myself when they called to see if they could get a cancellation and my time slot opened up i just had this feeling that they were so relieved and and maybe even joyful somebody was so happy in a you know serious way so happy to get this appointment because again the next one was december and i believe in my heart that it w- it played out the way it was supposed to that maybe i was just the placeholder all along so this person that needed it more than me could have this appointment. And I said, in the meantime, I'm like, well, what about me? You know, like, do I matter at all? And, cause I don't know what the results are gonna be yet. And Again, it was a thing of like, I could decide to just say, God, I'm going to trust you with my health. I'm, I'm joyfully now giving this appointment away, very happy that someone else that I just believed needed it more than me, is gonna be able to go and get what they need done. And in the meantime, you're gonna take care of me. And the thing is, is that doesn't mean he's gonna guarantee that I'm gonna have a great result. That doesn't mean that at all. I don't believe in prosperity gospel or anything like that. What I do know is that we are called to lay down our life for our friends and for the people that we don't even know. In Mark 10 45, it says, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And if Jesus sets that example, that he did not consider himself higher than other people that he came to die for, and he is, you know, 100% God, 100% man, and still he did not consider himself more important because he knew what he was coming to do for, through salvation, he was coming to die for all of us. So if I'm gonna follow his example, then I need to have that same mindset of, do not consider myself higher than other people. And so I just said, Lord, I don't know what this result is gonna be, but either way, my life is yours to do whatever you want with i'm on borrowed time and that's part of my testimony and has been since i was 16 and that's a different story (laughs) but it's not mine lord it's yours to do whatever you want with so i just ask that you take that june appointment and use it to the fullest for whoever it was that got it and then when it's my turn in july that you would have your will in my life. And meaning whatever outcome that is supposed to look like, I don't know, right? At the time, I just didn't know. But the point was I could rest. I stopped having all-consuming negative thoughts, anxiety, fear, all that. I mean, I was physically trembling. I had worked myself up that much. Because I was just like, I don't know if three weeks is gonna make a difference in something. and. So, I want to encourage everybody to next time you're in a position where we could be, you know, annoyed because the store is taking too long, or we could be like frustrated that we're bystanders to something we don't want to be a part of, or we feel like we did something wrong and we made a mistake and we can't fix it and now everything is just absolutely worst case scenario. Let's maybe try to have the perspective that there might be a bigger plan working, that there might just be a bigger plan that we get the privilege to be a part of. I loved carrying that little um, turtle around, that was so cool. It was a joy to pray for those two people that were yelling at each other. And yes, can I even tell you that the day that I decided still in the month of June, (laughs) that I decided to just let the anxiety go about this appointment that I totally messed up and trust him that he has a plan working and it's for his glory and my good, whatever the outcome, whatever the outcome, whether the MRI was going to be good or bad, His plan and he are who I choose to trust. And the peace and rest that I got from that carried me all the way to that appointment, all the way through the entire procedure, through all of it, through waiting for results, through everything. Happy to say everything's fine, I'm good. You guys gotta put up with me for a little while longer. (laughs) But I wanted to stress the point before I told you my result that whatever the result is, I trust him. I trust him and and I want to have his eyes for the world. I want to have his heart and his love for the world. And I genuinely became really, really happy for the person who got to have my June appointment. I stopped focusing on myself and how all this affected just me and I started um, really focusing on how relieved that person was that they had a miraculous June appointment come open, just like I was able to get a rare cancellation in July. So God was working all of it out. And I do believe that I was a placeholder for the person who needed it more in June. And I want to keep his perspective, his heart, his mind, his thoughts, his words, his actions his love, his kindness. I wanna keep that in the forefront of of everything of who I am and filter everything that happens to me, through me, or because of me, <laughs> good, bad, and ugly. I wanna filter it all through his perspective that there is a bigger plan and a bigger world that I get the privilege to be a part of. So that's all today. So I'll have more examples in the future, but Next time, I don't know, you're stuck in traffic or just things aren't going well for your day, maybe just stop and look around and see like, hmm, maybe I'm supposed to be in this spot right now, right here for this moment, as as Mordecai told Esther in the book of Esther, for such a time as this. So what we think could be a terrible or bad or annoying or awkward or sad or whatever moment it is, we might just be exactly where we're supposed to be. And we can do that. We can serve others however that looks, knowing that God has also got our back, that He's not going to leave us. We're not collateral damage. We're not a consumable for Him. He doesn't use people like tools, but boy, can He work through us and with us to collaborate to show His love to the world. That makes the world a better place, And it sure makes a better day for ourselves. So let's have a wide-eyed perspective on the world that God so loves and keep our eyes looking up and before we look inward and looking up and looking outward and looking inward and trust that He's got everything under control and that you're right where you're supposed to be. Thanks again for listening to Real Deep Stuff. Follow us and subscribe to save your seat at the table for the next conversation. Also, check out our Facebook page to continue the conversation on today's topic. We'll see you there.